Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. This is, uh... Hey, everybody! Hello! My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Controversy Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) And we just watch Don't Worry, Darling. Don't Worry, Darling. Uh, me thinks you should worry, though. You should worry a little bit. You should be a little suspicious. What is the enemy of progress? Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Nasty work. Chaos. The one thing they ask of us is to stay here. Where it's safe. Okay, so, spoilers. Yeah, obviously, we're going to spoil the balls out of this movie. It's been out for two weeks now, uh, steeped in controversy, just the hottest goss swirling around this film. Goss that, let me tell you, I don't care about. Right, yeah, I don't don't care. It has has a pretty good audience review, like a rating, from what I can tell, on like Rotten Tomatoes. uh, Mm -hmm. And then like Metacritic and critic stuff is like pretty bad. Um, it's real, yeah, real average or scores in terms of yeah. reviews, yeah. So it's yeah, per- yeah. Personally, I was a big fan of Booksmart and Olivia Wilde, yeah. Um, which doesn't. All right, so I guess let's just get into it. Tom, how did you like this movie? Um, I thought this movie was. Hmm. I thought this. Movie- <laughs> I thought this movie was okay. Uh, I I liked a lot of it. There's a lot of parts that I didn't like or that I thought were sort of, I think it's, I I think it's a bad script. Yes. I, this is, this is the thing. I came out of this still being like, I think Olivia Wilde is a good director. Yeah. No, I'm still, go ahead. I think the script is very bad. Uh, I, or maybe not very bad, but it's not great. And and it's in overall, I'm, I'm kind of with you where I'm like, I I enjoyed it, but I don't yeah. think it was very good. No, you know? it was weird to. This is the last thing I'm going to say about all the the hot goss. It was weird that right. it was around this movie. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of like a, a pretty a pretty standard thriller, you know. Uh, yeah. No, there's there's some cool ideas in it. Um, you know, it's not super deep or anything, and I liked a lot of the choices. It is it is effective at maintaining this continuous feeling of uh not dread so much as everything's vague everything yeah everything's vaguely sinister um it yeah it, it's a little too long <laughs> it's way it spins its wheels <laughs> yeah. so hard it in does. the middle yeah it just it, it, it That's has the thing. The, yeah i want to start with that it's not a horror movie <clears throat> it is yeah it's like a sci-fi thriller uh, and it it doesn't it misses a lot of opportunities to do horror movie things or to really do anything in that 
like interesting with the premise it has. Like it could have done a lot more. Its benefit is it's very focused on characters, which was, I think, a good idea. Yes. Uh, like as opposed to gimmicks and jump scares or anything like that. Uh, it's very much, it's about kind of as this gaslighty situation mm-hmm. for this main character. <clears throat> and that was cool, but it definitely felt like they didn't have enough to do. And that bummed me out because this premise, I think there's plenty to do. Yeah. Uh, they just didn't do a lot or just make it 90 minutes, you know? Yeah. They sort of had Florence Pugh's character do the same thing, like have the same revelation yeah. twice. Uh, yeah, they, and then they just reset it. Um, there's a you say it's there's no like jump scares, but there were there were like two jump scares. Oh, yeah, with this this weird goth clown face that doesn't make any sense once you realize yeah. what's going on. It just doesn't make sense. That's um, the other part of this movie. So maybe I missed this because I had to pee for one scene, but I'm pretty sure I didn't miss anything. Why is it shaking? What's with the shaking? The earthquakes? I'm not sure. Okay, what's with the plane? I don't know. Yeah, that's the other big part of this part of, problem with this movie is it's a mystery box that then when it reveals what it is, a lot of the stuff it's set up doesn't make any sense or rather is not paid off in any way. Yeah, it, uh, the script really leans heavily on it being, oh, it's this... Uh, the, like, we, we say a lot when we review movies that... Um, at, le- at least I do, and I think you're of the same mind. It's a little tiresome when things over-explain, uh, particularly, sure. particularly in suspense and in horror. But in this movie, it sort of uses that... It, this is like the opposite direction, where it sort of leans too much on, well, it's kind of like this mysterious thing, so we're not going to explain everything. And right. We, we problem- sort of... It's, it, it, it just kind of yada yadas over some stuff that we really kind of need to understand a little more firmly because otherwise For it's just sure. like, well, this just happened because you're making a movie and you want people to gasp at this moment. Exactly. There's a lot of that. <clears throat> so this movie kind of it, it gave me that a very toxic feeling, which is that I saw it on a Saturday night with a, a crowd. And, you know, people drinking and stuff like that Saturday night. And it really worked for a lot of people. But there was a a few moments where I was just like, is this your first movie? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Where, like, things would happen and it's like, oh, yeah, it certainly is shocking. Shocking when they do something without a setup. For example, Chris Pine's wife. Stabbing him uh, for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's like, yeah, that certainly is a twist because you didn't set it up and explain it in any way. Mm -hmm. You know? And then don't come back to it. She yeah, she, she stabs him like to that. death and says, now it's my turn, you stupid man. And then we just never see her again. Yeah. Uh, so, like, <laughs> this, to me, this reeks of uh, Simone. Remember Simone? I do. Where it's like Truman Show era, we're going to be really deep, but also, like, kind of not. <laughs> like, kind, a little like, okay, this is very, it's very, like, like, I, you know, the broad strokes of what they're saying in this movie is very obvious. Yeah, um, no, it's not, this movie's not super but, complicated in what it's saying, for sure. Yeah, the sci-fi premise is, like, 20 years old. Uh, yeah, it's the 13th spoilers. floor. It, day, day, it's yeah. actually, the thought I had on the way home is like, oh, this was Serenity. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to bring up Serenity. Folks, yeah. this is a Serenity. As in, they go, oh my god, what if it was all a video game? And you're like, yeah, we did this 20 years ago, but better. Yeah, the 13th floor. Uh, yeah. yeah, 
And so, yeah, spoilers. The whole idea is that she is in a virtual reality mm-hmm. that um, her her boyfriend has essentially kidnapped her and put her in, which isn't a bad idea. Uh, and again, it was a good execution in a lot of places, but it's also like they do they do a lot of bad again, like '90s movies, things that we liked but now felt bad. Like for example, I know we're jumping right to the end, but they do the ambiguous ending. And this was a case where I was actually like, actually, I wouldn't have minded this happening 15 minutes earlier and we spent a little time explaining what had happened and what happens to her afterwards. Like, that, that's actually not a bad thing to do in this case, I thought. Uh, little I things like that. But they knew, they were like, we have to end ambiguously. And it's like, but it's not ambiguous. Like, it's not actually ambiguous to end there. Mm-mm. Does that make sense? Because it's like, we sort of know what's going to happen. Right. After. And they're just sort of skipping over having to do the denouement. Like, they're, they're sort yeah. of, it's like what I said earlier about kind of using the mysterious angle as a crutch. Because, yes. like, it, the ending's not ambiguous. She gets out, and then it just ends. Uh, it, it, it ends with, like, her kind of seeing what you see when you enter the simulation and exit the simulation. Right. It's this weird synchronized video. And then we hear her take some breaths as if she, you know, has, is just waking up. So it's not, a, like, the, we know what happens, but it's like ending it there, the only thing it serves is so you don't actually have to have a denouement, so you don't have to explain right. anything. And that's what I think, I know, again, we're jumping right to the end, but the stabbing, the stabbing of Chris Pine, the stabbing that's what doesn't that make felt sense. Like, like, because they were like, we have to have him be punished. Yeah. So, and so what I would have rather seen is a version where she gets out and then we see the fallout and we see what he looks like in the real world. And he's like, you know, all yeah. like gross looking. And like, if we saw like a little bit of that, I think that'd be more that interesting. Would have been, that would have been but fun. Yeah. yeah. This movie, yeah, it's exactly because we weren't, nobody's confused by the end, right? Mm. I knew exactly what had happened. And so what we're talking about is that they don't explain a lot of stuff, uh, not because it's, it's like, ooh, the mystery is the point, or you don't have to know, more because, it, yeah, it felt like they didn't know how it, to explain it. There's a lot of, le- the movie doesn't hang together, logically. Not um, really. And so you, there, you can excuse a lot of it. Because a lot of the movie, the movie's told entirely from Florence Pugh's perspective. Her, her name's Alice. Um, and Alice is starting, like, the simulation's grip on her is starting to break. So she's seeing and experiencing weird shit. And that's all fine. Like, you can explain away yeah. the surreal stuff that she encounters as, as a glitch in the Matrix, because that's what the movie's about. She's sort of yeah. waking up we from should... this gaslighting situation. Yeah. To briefly explain <clears throat> what the movie is, it's Truman Show plot. Where it's an ideal society, they're told, the wives are told, don't go past this point. All the husbands go to work in the desert. And what we learn is that they're actually been, they're all in a simulation and the husbands are waking up to go like actually in the real world work their jobs to afford their shitty apartments. (laughs) To pay pay their VR subscription. Exactly. To pay for their online game that they have all... It, with the exception of a, Olivia Wilde's character, who we learn is there voluntarily, all of these women have yeah. been abducted. Like, this is trafficking. Yes. And it's the idea is uh, uh, Chris Pine is like this, like, online guru. Uh, I know Olivia Wilde compared him since she was based, based on Jordan, on Jordan Peterson, Peterson. yeah. Which I actually want to talk about that. Um, but uh, having someone who just looked a great deal into Jordan Peterson. I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so the idea is that he's basically made all these incels 
uh, kidnap women and make this like 50s style, but a little more, you know, like more uh, uh, modern too. like they're not, you know, it's not 50s sensibility, but it's that aesthetic. And they're all in this virtual world, and most of the women don't realize it. It is that and sensibility. So they're kept as Half-Life. It, yeah, it's that sensibility in terms of gender roles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's. It's not racist like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything. But like, yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, and it's also a lot more sexually, um, less yeah, sexually, repressed. sexually open. Yeah, it, it's every everybody. It, they you can tell that they're kind of modern people. Yeah, exactly. Seemingly trapped in this out of time place. Right, and we would get in a flashback that I don't, I didn't understand because they do this thing where she, like her memories come back, but some of the scenes aren't, she's not in. Yeah. So it's just a narrative dump. They, it's a lot of bad storytelling in that sense. Uh, and we'll get in, like a lot of the actual nuts and bolts of the script, I think are bad yeah, for these reasons. The, the story doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah, she's she's an op. She's a she's like a doctor. She's a surgeon, uh, and her, she's a surgeon who lives in this shitty apartment. And I was like, "What's going on there?" Well, she lives with him. Like that's that's very quiet stuff that the movie was commenting on. Like yeah. we we see a glimpse of. Um, all right, let me get let me get this other point out of my head first. Yeah, sorry, just about sorry. the logic of the movie, like like okay it's like sure it's a it's a vr simulation yeah okay whatever like i don't need to right know why that exists but like the idea that all of these women have been abducted and are in this simulation 24 7 they never get to log out against their will and have had somehow their memories minds wiped uh the, the movie doesn't really explain how that happened no but it's like it doesn't it doesn't make sense how nobody's looking for Florence Pugh, you know, like she's got, right. a, she's got a family. She's got friends. She has an established career and her, yeah, she's a surgeon. She's a surgeon. She's a doctor. Yeah. Very successful. Uh, presumably has friends and family. And what we learn is an oddity. Um, her boyfriend, Jack is her husband in the simulation. So they actually have this relationship. So if nobody knew where she was, they'd be fucking knocking on Jack's door, asking him where exactly. she's at. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make logical sense how he would be able to keep no. her captive in the way that they show us. Like if they'd never showed us what was going on, I wouldn't have this question, but because they specifically show us that Jack is barely getting by working, um, minimum wage uh and living in a, a very rundown apartment where he's keeping her strapped down in this bed in the simulation 24 7 right so like he's not um, he's not keeping yeah. her in some high-tech facility he's just keeping her at home where he lives what i was talking about is when they show the flashback when she's a surgeon she's also living in like the shitty little apartment i was like that's weird yes like uh, well, what i was going to comment <laughs> on that is the movie yeah. talks a lot about making sacrifices and the movie talks a lot about how um like when chris pine is spewing his bullshit he's like we well, got to make important sacrifices even though it hurts you're you're sacrificing something for the greater good of something else that's better than yourself um and then he's also talking about uh, the brave duty of, of the wives here is to support us. We ask a lot of them, you know, you support us. We come home, you're a shoulder to cry on. You're somebody to listen, to listen to us. You make our meals right. for us. Um, when they show us <clears throat> her coming home as a surgeon to the apartment where she lives with Jack, 
it's showing that he is not doing any of those things. Exactly. She's, it's showing the hypocrisy that he he could be bring. He's like, I'm hungry. Why didn't we? Like, he could have made a meal for her. He, and, he could have and made a meal. She's the breadwinner. Yeah. Uh, and she's making a sacrifice to live there with him because she wants to be with him. Right. But he's not meeting her even a, a fraction of the way. Like, the, will we... Like when she comes home, he's he's not taking care of himself. He looks like shit. Like his hair is all stringy. He's unshaven. Right. He's dirty. Whereas when in the fifties world, when Jack comes home, Florence Pugh looks like she's ready for a magazine shoot and greets him at the door with a drink. Um, right. Has dinner ready. You know, asks him about his day. He doesn't do any of that shit. <laughs> he hasn't right. done anything for her. He's like, I didn't make food because you didn't answer your phone. She's like, I was in surgery. I can't take my phone into the OR. <laughs> Right. And then he just wants to have sex. And she's like, look, I just had a 30 hour shift. I, I have to go back in six hours. I, I'm just I'm tired. Uh, and he's like not doing any of the things that Chris Pine is, is spewing about. So I don't when I saw that she was I didn't say, oh, it's bullshit that she would live in that apartment when they showed us that I was like, oh, that's what the movie is making a deliberate choice to, to comment on something by showing us that. That's yeah, how I took and that. And that does make. No, that is. You're right. I think that's actually. What we're battling with this movie is that the movie wanted to make it's it's the thing. So the 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 safe comparison is Jordan Peele, right? Jordan Peele makes movies that are about things, right? Mm. He, and and what he likes to do is uh, hit, hit, hide that in another plot. Uh, and the, like it's the elevated horror thing. Yeah, uh, I would say that the problem with this movie is that. Unlike Jordan Peele's stuff, this can't merge those two concepts enough. It's too much about what is this about that the actual nuts and bolts don't make any sense. Right. The story doesn't stand on its own outside of the comment that it's making. So stuff like that where like it just seemed weird. I knew I know what the point they were trying to make. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, man, she has so much money. Like <laughs> I don't see know. that didn't strike <laughs> that part didn't strike me as false I know, for the I reasons know. I just I, explained. But I Yeah, do, no, the reasons you just explained do make sense. Um But yeah, like the, the the logistics of how like who is Chris Pine? How did he get this Project Victory VR world started? How is he keeping it funded? Like they tell us it's yeah. ex- it's incredibly exclusive yeah. and like Jack is one of like his super high up dudes, but we see how desperately Jack is living. So he can't right. be he, should... he can't be giving Chris Pine that much money. Exactly. Things like that where it's like Oh, unless is it about is it like a cult where he picks people who are desperate? like the best examples or something, but it, it is like, you'd think they'd be really rich because this is like state of the art, never before seen technology. What would have been interesting using? Yeah. I think what would have been interesting to do. And I wonder if this was an oversight or if they just really wanted to hammer home the idea that Jack is like this slimy ghoul, but like what would have been interesting is if Jack did have like a really good job, a really high paying job. And then we, we see him come home and he's living in fucking squalor because he's giving all of his money to Chris Pine for this project. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's stuff where it's like, yeah, again, there's a little bit of like, yeah, don't worry about it. And I get that, but it's like, they do a thing where they're like, if you die in the VR, you die in real life. Yeah. They, they really throw that at us like 10 minutes before the end. (laughs) Yeah. And the VR is just these eye things. And I'm like, how, how did that, how would you die? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you get these questions of like, wait, so does she feel like, does she feel the world or like, does she know she's not eating real food when she's eating? Can she feel pain? What is like, how does this work? And then, and then there's like, 
again, plot points. So this all starts with her seeing a plane crash, which again, no idea what the plane means. Uh, they never explain the plane. The plane is and an, she runs out. Hit pause on the plane real quick. The plane's an image within the movie. It's a repeated motif in the movie, but it doesn't. It's of no significance to her character. Yeah. So it's it doesn't it make does, sense why she would see that plane crash. It's it the movie threw a lot of like distractions, a lot of red herrings. Like like we were talking about at the beginning. Every now and then the, they have earthquakes, and they're like, "Ah, oh, the boys are up to something again." And you think like, "Oh, that's gonna pay off." Never does. Nope. Never does. They never explain what the quakes are. So it's like, well, what was the point of that? It was just to throw us off. So does the VR program have earthquakes in it for fun? Is it the is it the supposed to symbolize the VR falling apart? Because that's not how VR falls apart. That's not how that works. So she sees this plane and it looks like it goes through like a force field. Doesn't explain that. Like that. It, like I guess it glitches. It crashes. She runs out and she touches this uh, building that's up on a mountain. What we learn later is that's how you exit. That's how she. So she that's how she exits. Like we right. we we see the we see the husband's exit. They just drive in a caravan into the desert, and we hear a voice start to cast like, "Okay, prepare to exit simulation in ten nine. Right. They're nowhere near that building, right? And so like, and then there's this idea at the end. There's a chase where they try to get her not to go to the exit. And I was thinking like, well, it's VR. Can't you just like bring her avatar back? Like that you you can physically change the world, can't you? But the- sure. The other, uh, whatever. the other really funny part of that car chase is she's being chased by their little red uh, goblins, who I assume are programs, their little Agent Smiths. Right. Uh, yeah. she's, she's outrunning them, and then driving headlong right for her is the Doctor, who, cr- who we learn is like created Project Victory alongside Chris Pine. He's like Chris Pine's, right. he's Chris Pine's Steve Wozniak. Yeah. Um, but he is driving flat out directly towards her. And what happens? He gets into a head-on collision with the ghouls and explodes and dies. Now, as the person who co-created this VR simulation, surely he understands that if he crashes his car headfirst into these people, he will, he will be killed. So why does he yeah. do this? No reason. Just so we can again, see this doctor character get punished. That's the only why, reason it happens. Yeah, and why can't they just be like, delete her car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shut her car off. Uh, but she. So, am I to believe that what happens that quote unquote like wakes her up to the world is that she gets out halfway through the movie? Because what they do is she goes up there for the first time, yeah. touches the glass, and gets out, and then they just cut to her in bed. So, what happened? They say that Jack brought her back in. So what happened is she probably woke up and either Jack was there or he came okay. home shortly afterward and put her back in the simulation and they... Okay, and they yeah. wiped her memory again. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Why in the simulation does she also go to a surgeon? I don't know. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they, they haul they her off. they kidnapped. Yeah. And, and it's like, why would you do any of that in the, phys- in the VR world? You don't have to do that. Can't you just mind wipe her again in the in the VR? Like it, it's just so weird and inconsistent. The, yeah. Everything about and it's all it's again it's it's very much like a mystery box, like a show like Lost. Only it's compacted into two hours, so you notice it a lot easier. Yeah. Where you're like, none of this make is consistent and makes sense. Uh, 
This and is like to... it is like season one of Westworld condensed into a single movie where you're like, yeah, you're on board for a lot of it. And then the, all the stuff that's stupid and doesn't hang together gets just really louder uh, yeah. when it's truncated into two hours instead of 10 hour long episodes. Yeah. And so you're sitting there like, what does this all mean? And the, I think the ultimate problem is that the observation being made, and I know there's a lot of critique of this, isn't like it's it's for most of us it's a pretty obvious one yeah you know what i mean where it's just like oh yeah these guys are sexist and they they want things to be like back in the day where women knew their place uh and there's like some other observations within it but that's generally it and going to the jordan peterson thing i don't know for sure but i assume when she says she based him off of jordan peterson she probably means that quote where he said, we need mandatory monogamy, right? Probably. Or I, actually, is, I, I, actually, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I don't, I, don't, I have no idea. I don't know what she was referring to specifically. But she talked about Jordan Peterson being like an incel icon, which he is. He is. Uh, and I, I just assume because that's what this is about. It's about mandatory monogamy. It's about guys forcing women. And I just, I, I guess what I have to say about that is one that of all the things Jordan Peterson says, that's actually the only one that he didn't actually say, uh, which is, it's like the one misquote for Jordan Peterson, which I am certainly not defending him. And that's my point too, is if you're going to do an exploration of Jordan Peterson, I think there's just a lot more to say uh, about like his, the, the fascism that he supports and like, yes, lots of sexism. Um, there was just a lot more that could have been explored in the incel Jordan Peterson online guru community. And I guess what I'm saying is that this feels like a very, like, someone who read an article on him. It was real. And then wrote a movie. You yeah. know what I mean? It's very skin deep. It was very superficial, yeah. And just comparing him to Jordan Peterson, she may have just said that offhand. And because he, yeah, uh, for Chris sure. Pine for occupies sure. that same sort of role. Like, you can tell in all the scenes, all the men hang on his every word. They fucking yes. love him. They, they adjust when he shows up not wearing a tie. We see one of them frantically take his tie off. Yeah. Um, but this is like this is a thing like this this um the Absolutely. idea of like a return to to 50s traditional gender role lifestyles like this is a movement among uh far right radicalized communities on the internet for sure for sure for sure um but it's i don't think this was a very good exploration of it um, it could there's kind of there's like, a lot more meat there's a lot more meat there yeah yeah when you think about i, I i'm sure i'm sure sh- if Olivia Wilde was listening, she'd hate the idea of having to be compared to like Jordan or not Jordan Peterson, um, Jordan Peele. Uh, but like, again, it's part of the genre, but you look at a, a, a movie like Get Out. What made Get Out kind of unique is it wasn't just like racism is bad. You know, it, that would have been like such a it's like you'd walk in and you go, no shit. That was an observation about liberal racism. Right, insidious about, like, racism, yeah, and like exactly. fetishization. Yeah, and it was like, oh, what a really good angle. Mm-hmm. And I think this just needed a little more exploration when it came to what the actual message was, because there wasn't. It didn't really like explore that concept, right? Is like, we, yeah, we, I, I guess the closest they do is Olivia Wilde's character. Um, but that's more about VR and like living yeah, in a fantasy that's, than it is about 
you know. Yeah, it, it's 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 a broader thing about living in a fantasy. Yeah, but I do. Like I mentioned, uh, describing the scene where we get to see Florence Pugh come home and it's sort of we see that the the power dynamic is different in their real life relationship. And Jack is not doing any of the things that they're expecting the wives to do in their perfect 50s culture. So that's right. That's about as deep as it gets, which is still like I still it's still a, I like that. It's a statement. It's and it's, out, yeah. And it's, yeah, pointing, it's pointing out, out how, some hypocrisy. Yeah, but it's also and it's again like I didn't for a second think that he was good. You know what no, I mean? Where there's no. it's just pointing out of like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Well, <laughs> and there's he, and it's that idea of guys being told like, you're special. You're like basically what they what they're doing is that his character is a loser in real life. Yeah. And he doesn't like that his girlfriend's successful, so he's creating a fake reality where he's the successful one. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he's still the loser. Yes. He's still the uh beta cuck as they would say, you Indeed, know. Indeed, yeah. Um there I think the other big statement that the film makes is that this time period that is romanticized by a lot of these uh fucking shitheads uh it was not a perfect society by any means like all of these the the women are literally trapped um in this movie but like they if it didn't turn out to be a vr simulation they still would have been trapped and that's like kind of what the movie the other another big statement that the movie is making is that this is not like like jack says when they have a confrontation right before she kills him with a tumbler um uh oh, yeah. he's like no i i i did this for you like because you're working all the time and you you're so unhappy you hate your life and it's like well no it, it's not that it's that she, it's like we saw the scene of them together so it's like it's not that she's unhappy she is overworked and overtired um but she's unhappy in the relationship with you specifically like it's not that she's yes. unhappy with her life and but this is see this is where I wish the movie had done some interesting stuff because so here's the thing is like a person like Jordan Peterson or Chris Pine's character what you need to point out is that they are uh appealing to people right yeah and i think what the movie tries to do a little bit but just doesn't really complete is the idea that we like obviously the 50s weren't great for women we know this um and and so pointing that out doesn't really have to be made. I think what they're and, and and maybe again maybe the movie is trying to do this and it just didn't uh, stick with me. Is they're also trying to point out that the fifties we see as simpler, where what what the reality actually is is the reason the fifties seems appealing is because it was a time where a single income could afford a house with a yard, and and a full and two in like a full family. And like they very, it feels like they very consciously show like she's a surgeon. She goes home to his shitty apartment and their life, their life is like not fun. It's, it's not suburban. It's in the middle of the city. They don't have, you know, it's dark. They never show it during they the day. They don't have hot they, water. Yeah. When she they comes don't have home. hot water, which again, that was something where I was like, can't you pay the bill? You're the surgeon. Like. I don't know. Like, I get what, like, that's what I mean, where it's like, I get what they were trying to do, but the logistics of the situation, I kept thinking, like, if I was staying at my significant other's place and I was making a lot of money, I would, I would be like, 
yeah, I'll, I'll get a cleaner in here, you know, like I'll do some stuff to, to help out, but that's besides the point. Um, I think what might be between the lines there is that, like I said earlier, the idea of her making a sacrifice and living in sort of his apartment because she wants to be with him. uh, I think maybe we might be supposed to infer that, like, he wouldn't want to move into an apartment that was hers. Yeah, maybe. But I think they're also what they're also trying to show is that modern life uh, is economically perilous. Yes. And and so the romanticizing the 50s lifestyle, I think what we subconsciously are romanticizing is a time where it wasn't economically perilous, where the future seemed bright. Um, and what what like she's trying to point out here is that we don't think about the hidden costs of that, you know, mm-hmm. and it actually would have been wise to point out the racism factor there, too. Yeah. But again, it, it feels like very muddled and it feels like maybe they weren't thinking too much about that um that idea but like that's the whole appeal of someone like jordan peterson which is he's telling people the this order is the right order you know uh uh, Mm -hmm. the single family unit uh this is all the natural things and that's why things are so bad quote-unquote bad now is because we're not doing this natural hierarchy. Yeah, it's um, like it's like no man. It's because fifteen thousand dollars a year can't support a family. Exactly. Like it exactly. could in nineteen fifty two. You dumbass. And that's and that's literally <laughs> all it is. Is that it, he's they they it's it's this like bottom up or like top down thinking or you know what I mean where it's like they're you're blaming the wrong things. Yeah. It's just like it coincides that pushes for equality happen to happen at the same time that our economy got fucked you know uh and that the rich got richer and the poor got poorer and minimum wage wasn't adjusted and so on and so forth and healthcare got shitty and it's just like yeah no those were the actual things that you miss but you don't think of those so you're blaming like women and brown-skinned people for the problem instead and i think there's just a lot more to say there that they don't really do here. It's more about just incels yeah. wanting to trap women, which is fine. You can, yeah. you know, but like, I would argue this is the kind of thing that you do for a twilight zone episode. That's half, that's somewhat forgettable as opposed to a two hour long movie. Yeah. That's my feelings on the message of it, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to necessarily ding the movie for things that it didn't say because no, no, my, what I'm digging been... it for, yeah, what I'm digging it for is that it just feels like there was so much more to say for two goddamn hours. For two, yeah, this movie, yeah. It is, uh, it's about a half hour too long. <laughs> yeah, again, had this been a 60-minute uh, Twilight Zone episode or a 90-minute film uh, that was just very hyper-focused on an idea... But it's the fact that it meanders in the middle and it's like all this time could have been spent exploring other ideas. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it, you know, it's weird. Um, And like, I know we spent a lot of film, like we started this by saying that we thought it was okay. So I should note again, I really like Olivia Wilde's directing. I also really like the humor in this. Specifically, her character is yeah, hilarious. It was the, like the movie's genuinely funny. Like, yeah, and it's genuinely charming. Like, um, all the characters are doing a great. Like that, it, it sucks because this is basically every review has said the same thing, but it's true. Massive talent throughout the movie. Yeah, um, um, I like 
the the specific directing choices that are made throughout um there's a lot of real subtle things like uh the 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 one wife uh peggy i think is her name who is perpetually pregnant um yeah and is just desperate for the approval of anyone who walks in the room so like the first scene in the ballet uh class where it's the pov of the ballet teacher who is chris pine's wife but we don't see we just see her pov as she's walking in and it's very slow cameras panning across everybody in the room we can hear her footsteps and you can see the peggy's expression as she's trying to be noticed but also trying to like maintain like trying to be cool but also trying to like catch teacher's eye or whatever um right like that whole scene is played out it's creepy and it's sad and it's also like you you can it, it's a little um has a little bit of that uh, uh, cringe-worthy thing that you feel in some dramas, um, like in a cringe scene. Um, oh yeah, and there's a lot of stuff like that, uh, and it's it, it's drawn out. It's like a probably a ten or fifteen second shot. Um, yeah, there's stuff like that throughout the entire movie that it just keeps you with this feeling of like, man, I don't quite like you can't get your footing, but you know that something's not right. So it's it's keeping you in the headspace of. Florence Pugh's character uh, and it's done really well and she does a lot of cool shit with sound like the sound design in this movie yeah. uh, and I, 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 you know the, the the people responsible for the sound design of course I want to credit the right person but um, the sound design and the way the sound is implemented throughout the film is I think the most effective thing it does in my opinion it's really good yeah yeah and I, I would put you know obviously she's the director so it's yeah. all on her right ultimately yeah and that's yeah that's that's really like again i really enjoyed watching this mm-hmm. um through and through it's Even an entertaining the movie parts, yeah yeah near the middle i got a little antsy and i remember thinking like something needs to happen soon uh because it, it, we're not doing anything the movie does seem to behave as if we're not we haven't figured it out like for way longer yeah, like like the, we there's like, way too long of that moment of like something's wrong. Yeah, something's wrong, and it's like I know something's yeah. wrong. Tell me what it is. All we're we're ahead of you, movie. Just like come yeah. on. <laughs> and that that's what it comes down to is like, for me, it really comes down to the script was just a little weak uh, in the logistics and in like it really didn't need to be this long, uh, and it really doesn't say enough to be that long um but in terms again it's it's i really enjoy watching it not in the same way i enjoy watching serenity because i enjoy watching serenity too yeah but that's because of you know jason clark doing what jason clark's doing <laughs> that's, that's serenity another movie is out great of its talent. goddamn mind yeah but this was like this was a lot of fun uh yeah it's an entertaining movie um and it, it definitely it's like i don't want to say that like just because it's superficial like i don't like all of its points were well uh elucidated right also um, i mean very we're effective two, we're two guys and yeah. this movie is about being a woman in a certain situation yeah. so maybe it says a lot more and it just went whoop right over my head you know what i mean like that's, that's yeah a hundred percent a possibility here mm-hmm. uh it, it, you know, I, I, I like to think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bright apple, but you never know. Yeah. Um, I could be a real, a real idiot, you know, D- Tom, I could be a real fucking idiot. Oh yeah. No, Tom. I, I, I have that on a shirt that I'm wearing right now. Yeah. 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 Um, so like, it does feel like a, a movie about 
uh, specifically about being a woman. And but it's just that I think the reason I I don't feel too much like I was lost is it's about again it's that it, we're talking about an incel community and Jordan Peterson stuff something that like me, me and you have both personally spent a lot of time researching and thinking yeah. about yeah so like it, it, that's that's what I mean is that it felt like ultimately like there was just more to say here like I just think this script really could have used a couple more drafts you know mm-hmm. um I've seen people's just basically say yeah this could have if you'd if you cut it down to like 90 minutes and like really focused it, you could have gotten like a, a really, really strong film here, but it just, yeah, it feels like it just needed a little more work script wise. Yeah. But like Olivia Wilde, I can't wait. I, I once again, can't wait to see the next thing she does. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, book smart was really, was really fun. And I, I, that's the thing is like the humor in here, like she's clearly very good at comedy, mm-hmm. um, but I think she is good at thrillers and I want to see her do even more like horror stuff based on this. Mm-hmm. This, this was, this was a delight to watch in terms of the directing and the performances for sure. Yeah. It's just meandering. Um, and some of the, there's some of the plot holes just are a little difficult to overlook. Um, yeah, if they're if yeah. they're either plot holes or they needed to explain them, you yeah, know, yeah, because it's it's too, it's kind of, yeah, it's being too mysterious in a lot of things. I yeah, that fucking plane. Yeah, the plane. Why, why she st- Why Chris Pine's wife stabs him? <laughs> yeah, seriously, you can't just have a character do that because everything she sets up is the opposite. Yeah, everything they never set up the idea that this wife might resent him Mm -hmm. she just stabs she seems like a true believer in fact throughout yeah and then they give her scenes where she defends him yeah yeah, and then suddenly she stabs him it's like now it's my turn it's like okay yeah there's a bit of that throughout i would say um the main character there's that scene fuck what was it it's like after the slitting throat and she talks to the therapist who's actually just the programmer guy and then that night, the dinner, the confrontation dinner, mm-hmm. there's like this beat where she's like, everything's okay again. And then she confronts him again. And you know, like that probably was her plan, but they don't set it up enough that it's like a little whiplash with her character going like the way it would go from like, everything's normal to everything's not. And like we said, like at one point they reset her and then she just has to be reminded again out of nowhere. And it's like, what was even the point of that? Like, that like just cut that whole part out mm-hmm. and then and then you can shorten the movie well, and it's it's by stuff like she's reminded because jack starts humming the song that she's been humming and it's a song that they sing together in like their real life right it's like maybe don't sing that song jack i don't know right so yeah for people who haven't seen it um like what happens is she figures she starts to figure it out that this is all, they're all lying to you, yada, yada. And she goes to Jack and she's like, let's just leave. And he's like, okay, fine. And they get in the car and then he's like, I'm so sorry. And he's crying. And the, the NPCs that we learned, the guys in the, in the, the red suits red drag her away. And, and the implication that they're trying to show us is that this, like they're trying to hide that it's a simulation. So then they do this like surgery scene and then she shows back up and she's like, everything's fine. I'm fine again. And so first of all, as we already asked, what is that surgery? Because it's a VR. So like, 
they don't explain what that would have been. How like wouldn't they couldn't they just reset her memory anywhere while she sleeps at night? Because that seems to be what they do earlier. Uh and just like reset her memory so she doesn't recall the thing. But then then she's like okay again. And this is like we're nearing the third act. So it's like, Jesus Christ, are we gonna have to watch her figure it all out again? And then she figures out way quicker. And then the the movie continues and it's yeah. just like why do that yeah why just yeah things like that happen where it, it's almost like they wanted it to be two hours and it's like it's okay to be an hour and a half mm-hmm. you know yeah there's a yeah her wandering into the desert like miles into the desert to find this plane crash that the trolley driver uh wouldn't refuse to take her to when, yeah that doesn't make any sense um right right why would she do that that was so weird you would call because i was like you would call someone you'd say hey let's go back into town yeah uh there was a plane crash because what is she going to do i think what they could have played with is the fact that she is a surgeon and they could have had moments where like she knows how to do stuff that it's like how did i know how to do that you know how did i know how to heal that person if they had done something like that that would have been interesting yeah maybe um, but yeah. yeah, I was just bringing that up as, and there's another scene where like, she tells all the women, like at the dinner confrontation, she tells all the women that all, all of their memories are false. Uh, like, cause they right. all have the same story of meeting their husbands. They all honeymoon in the same place. They're all from the same places. And yet right after that, she goes to Jack and is like treating him like, um, he's her husband and they're in love and that they need to escape this place together. And it's like, well, if you... Like, aren't you suspicious? Right. Like, it's, it's, they also it's, never show yeah. her discover that. She just sort of says it at the table, and it's like, oh, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, it comes you know? out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 that doesn't, I didn't necessarily need set up for that because we can just infer that these are all conversations that these women, we see that these yeah, women spend every wouldn't a better wouldn't a better version be that you keep hearing the stories? Yes. Like, and then her saying, like, isn't that weird? Like, you know, like starting to discover it out loud with them, you know, like there's, there's just stuff that I think it would have been. And also at the end, when all the husbands flip out, the women start to seem like they're waking up, Yeah, but they don't really like, it would have been better if it was like all the women slowly figuring it out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if it was some sort of rejection like that, like, like Pleasantville. Yeah. If it was more of a Pleasantville. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was just a lot of stuff that could have been done. And then narratively it is like characters kind of just do stuff every now and then. Mm-hmm. And things just sort of happen that don't get explained. Um, it really is the script. Did your audience, I don't know why my audience uh, clapped when they hit. Uh, what's his name? Nick, Nick Kroll. Kroll? Yeah. <laughs> they clapped. And I was like, wait, what do we have against Nick's crawl? What well, is that? He's a scumbag in the movie. He's a little rat. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is, but they all are. Yeah, but I, I think that was it. Yeah. He's, uh, he, I just found that they, very funny. They kind of make him the most obsequious. Yeah, they do. Like he's That's really true. kissing Chris Pine's ass and he's shitting on, yeah. on the new guy. He's a real weasel. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a weasel. So, like, yeah, sure. When he gets hit with a car, you're like, fine, fuck him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's just, it was, it, I don't know. It, it's weird how it is both meandering and then like the, the things of her, like with the plane and stuff, feel rushed. They do this thing where they act like Chris Pine is elusive, but then he's just there and always available. So they never have a part where he's like, 
where they're like, you're never going to meet him. Don't act like you're going to meet him. And then that guy meets him like in an hour. Yeah. yeah. And stuff like that, where it just felt the, again, the nuts and bolts, the, the, like the, the logistics of the movie were just a little off throughout that. It just, it wasn't a very strong story. It, was it wasn't a very story. Good, it was just a very good story. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. all. That's ultimately the, the complaint that it sounds like we both had with the film. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame because tons of talent, mm -hmm. really well directed. It's entertaining. And it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. There's for all the reasons that we said. Yeah. And it's, you know, it yeah. has, it has a lot fun, of parts that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I would probably still, if, if somebody, I would probably still recommend this movie to somebody. If they hey, was that movie any other? Like, yeah, watch it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's one of those. It's like, I wouldn't rush out to the theater for it, but it's, it's one where it's just like, yeah, I had fun. I'll probably watch this again sometime. Yeah. Um, because I, again, I enjoyed the humor. I really liked the style. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, it's not, uh, again, it's, it's going back to, I really enjoyed watching it. I recognize that it's not a particularly good movie, you know? It's the equivalent of like how you like like Venom, where yeah. you're like you know you know you know there's issues with the writing. It's cheesy. Sure. Yeah, you know? I, I understand uh, that Venom is perhaps not the best movie. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it, you don't need it to be. And no. so like, and, and it's it's along that lines where it's like yeah, this movie falls apart logistically, mm -hmm. um, and it's a little too long. But it's a, it's it's a fun ride. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more noticeable when it's a, when you're making a thriller. For like, sure, like and the, when the, you're the logic beats need to kind of hang together. Yeah, and when you're like asking so much in terms of the mystery box, you know. Yeah. Again, I think it would have been more fun to have a version where she woke up and then you see Chris Pine getting like arrested, getting arrested. Or, like, yeah, that yeah, yeah that would have been fun. It would have been fun to see like what real life Nick Kroll looked like. like yeah, all yeah. in their little rat holes. Yeah. Like, and like, you know, that's implied, but it's like, eh, I, I would have rather spent time on that. And then like less, because uh, we're talking about how, how it could be presented in a fun way, but you also could hammer even further home the idea of all the, these women being prisoners by showing like, well, what, oh, yeah. what situation are these women actually in, in real oh, life? Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah they, there's a lot of... You could have had a yeah. pretty horrific ending with that. Yeah, and I don't, I think it's... The the fact that they end it where they did for me really spoke to like that they wanted a type of movie and they were sort of working backwards because that sort of ending is like when you make like a deep or like a sci-fi or a mind fuck, a cube, if you will, or an existence or that era or a matrix where you end on that ambiguous moment that makes people go, oh, shit, like that's what they wanted, but it just wasn't ambiguous. Mm -hmm. And it and it and it's like well you might as well just complete the story, like I wanted to I honestly I wanted to see how she'd get out of the bed with the dead guy next to her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> with, like I I I think that would have been like interesting with dead, her, like having <laughs> dead Harry <yeah>. Styles. <laughs> she's in a she's a she's Jerry's game. She's in a yeah, Jerry's. She's in game. a Gerald's game. Not? Sitch. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like honestly, if you're gonna make it two hours like shorten the, the other stuff by like 15 minutes and add like kind of a horrific sequence of her, like having to chew her way out of there with the fucking corpse next to her. Right. And, like they add the cops this, and like, they, they add this thing where, uh, when Olivia Wilde comes to her, she's like, yeah, I know it's, I know this is a simulation. I've known the whole time. You need to get out of here right fucking now because they're going to come to you in real life and kill you. 
Exactly. Like, and I was like, oh, are. shit. Yeah, She's so going to have to get away from them in yeah. real life. And so it's just like, I don't know, complete the story. It's, uh, ending it there doesn't do anything for us. All it does is make it feel ambiguous. But it's like, just end it. Just end the actual story. Uh, yeah. And it's it, not like it, Cube, you know? It, it, it also, as I said earlier, it, it saves them the trouble of having to connect the dots that they maybe didn't know how to or didn't want to take right. the time to, to connect. No, there's a lot. Again, like we said, there's a part where she starts getting her memories back. But then they like show Harry Styles alone doing stuff. And I'm like, well, that's not one of her memories. <laughs> so they're just telling us. So then it becomes the big, big problem with Mystery Box, which is perspective, where it's like, I'll accept it when it's, oh, this is, we're watching it through their eyes. But then when they start showing us stuff that they're not seeing, it's like, well, then you could have showed us this anytime and you chose not to. So you're withholding. It's, it's just not, it's not the, yeah, it's not the, the sharpest writing. It's, yeah, it's, it's not good storytelling. But yeah. all right. I think we've hit, yeah. we've hit our points hard enough. <laughs> yeah, we have. It's a, it's a, yeah, I think the reason I'm charged up because it's just such a fucking weird movie and it's, I don't know. It is entertaining. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is entertaining. A lot of talent. Um, it's, it's well directed. It's well acted. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like what it does say. I think it, it's, it, it, it does so in an interesting way and it's effective without. I thought, yeah, I know. thought Harold Styles was fine. Yeah, he's fine. Is he going to be in a David Bowie biopic? Someone's brewing that up, right? Because he's just a little David Bowie. Pretty much, yeah. Probably. Yeah, I don't know anything about Harold Styles. I just know that Harrison, there was some. Harrison Styles. Harrison Styles about like him not being a great actor or something. And I, in this, it's like, yeah, he's doing fine. He's fine. He doesn't. He's yeah. Not too. It's not a terribly complicated part, but he 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 does all of his scenes with Oscar nominated Florence Pugh and he does fine. So he does fine. Yeah. 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 It's he's he's in over his head. Sure. For sure. sure. In terms of the talent around him. But he does fine. I want him to do something with Bill Skarsgård where they just both play like skinny guys. Yeah. It's, it's skinny guys. Yeah. <laughs> just just loping around. Intense skinny guys. Look, yeah. Peering at each other. Yeah, just peering like two cats yeah. from like yeah, I want oh, I want them to play two neighbor cats who see each other through windows. What it is and they just hate each other. They kind of have this is gonna sound like a like I'm uh insulting them, but it's not. They sort of both have vulture energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, For sure. They just they loom. They loom, they're loomers. They're loomers. Like they're like they they have to be at least nine feet tall. Yeah, they both gotta of them. be. Gotta be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want them in little kitty outfits, like little kitty pajamas, just yeah. staring at just windows. Just staring at each, at each other, other through, through their windows. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Uh, I want what that a, for everyone. What a film. World. What a film that would be. Yeah. Uh, listen. Yeah. Hey, mm -hmm. Tom, let me tell you about our Patreon. Do it. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y Unemployed. Uh, you go on there for $5 a month, you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, mm. Fox Mulder's a Maniac, mm -hmm. Star Trek The Next Futurama, mm -mm -mm. and Spielboys. Mm. We watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. You can get make custom We Just Watched episodes and custom podcasts, all sorts of things on there. So check it out. Yeah, check it out. We also have a store. Head over to GameFitUnemployed.com. We can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. Slap your two yeah. pride open peepers onto that. 
You should you could make us on the Patreon. You can make us watch the Lazarus Project. Remember that? I didn't see it, but I know that Olivia Wilde's in it. Yeah, and and Donald Glover. Okay, that Donald Glover's in that. I no. Why would I, Dave? I just got through telling you that I haven't seen it. It's not great. <laughs> That's my review of the and Lazarus. The Project. only reason I know that Olivia Wilde is in that film is because the poster is just her face. Just her face. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's about bringing her back from the dead, and then she's like magic or something. I assumed. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Sure. Glad we ended with that. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs>